Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Today on the show, we will look back to last night and the Falcons' loss to the New York Jets. Felipe Franks better become a pretty good tight end, and Oda Rizzi survives another start. It's all next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We ask you to head to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Download us for free today. And of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Well, the Falcons did lose last night. We saw them uh, up in uh, New Jersey losing to the Jets 24-16. A a little bit frustrating, and I understand it's the second and third stringers, but thought the Falcons played really well early on, especially with the ones running early. And and I understand. Listen, let's put everything into context. As, As my friend Eric Bischoff says, context is king. I understand that the Jets didn't roll with their number ones, but... You want to see when our number ones are out there that we do some dominating and we play really well. And I thought the Falcons, especially offensively, did that early. You saw the big play to Kyle Pitts, right? The 50-plus yard thing. Here's the thing I will say. If you're Mariota on the Pitts play and the other big play, uh, the other big offensive play that they had uh, in the game last night, you can't underthrow those guys, right? Like, that's one of the things... And I know people used to get all aggravated at Matt Ryan about the idea of he can't throw the deep ball or this, any other. When you get a Kyle Pitts in a situation like that, you have to be able to throw the football downfield and hit him in stride on, on all of that. So a couple of those big plays, the Frisker play, the the Pitts play, you got to hit those guys down deep, right? I mean, but again, by and large, I thought the Falcons played well. Would have liked to have seen them defensively get to the quarterback a little bit more. I thought there were a couple of times where on the interception uh, play that when they got really good pressure, they made it tough for the Jets quarterbacks. But we talked about getting home last night. They really didn't get home when all was said and done. They didn't register a sack in the game last night, which I was hoping that they would close at least once, maybe twice uh, out of all of it. But again, second preseason game, you weren't playing some of the starters. You didn't play your guys very long. I kind of get all of that. The running game, eh, you know, look, they averaged 4.1 yards per rushing uh, attempt. Now, a lot of that came from Felipe Franks, who we're going to talk about coming up in the next segment. But Huntley only had 34 yards. Algier had 17 yards. Thought he ran hard at times. Allison only had 14 yards on four carries. Damian Williams had five yards. So they didn't get a whole lot of production out of the running game. And while you could say that the Jets have a a good defensive front, those guys didn't play, right? Like those guys weren't those guys weren't out there playing. But the running game is going to be something that we're going to have to watch and see how this evolves. Because I did like the fact that they threw the ball around a little bit more last night than they had previously. That they they made a little bit more of an attempt because they did throw 29 passes last night to 28 rushing. So, you know, where's that? that was a a couple of rushes more in the last game 
this game, they tried to open it up a little bit. And part of why that they only ended up with 29 pass attempts in all of this when all of a sudden done was the fact that Franks threw it six times. But I thought Mariota and Desmond Ritter, for what they asked of them, they threw it around a pretty decent amount out of there. So the running game is going to be something that, you know, we get to the Jacksonville game coming up this Saturday. I don't know how much we're going to see of our starters. This, I thought, was supposed to be sort of their dress rehearsal last night. But I didn't like the running game. I didn't like some of the offensive line play. Um, Jalen Mayfield showed you that, you know, with the penalties that he was picking up last night, eh, okay, you, you, don't, you don't feel very confident, very good when he's in the game. Now, we'll talk more about this here in just a second. But first, let me talk about my friends over at Dave. Dave is the banking app that, listen, we all get a little bit short. It's toward the end of the month here, right? You get behind a little bit. You need a little bit of extra money for gas. You need some money for groceries. Kids are back in school. You're trying to buy lunch, you know, stuff for them. And you just need some extra cash, right? Dave is the app that can help you out. You can get as much as $500 instantly through their extra cash account. So here's what we want you to do. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Download Dave from the App Store, sign up for the extra cash account, and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. That's Dave, the banking app. I did like the fact that Brian Edwards got a chance to get into the offense early. Our first chance to take a look at him. You know, the receivers I thought played well. I thought Hodge played well. He made some nice catches. The play to Zacchaeus in the end zone for the touchdown, that was a really nice play. Edwards looks like he's got some ability to play. You know, I keep waiting for my guy, Auden Tate, to try to do something. But all reports are is that he just isn't getting a handle on the offense and, and he doesn't do a whole lot when when he's there. But the other guy who is surprising about how good he is showing, and I understand it's preseason and it's against seconds and thirds, is Jared Bernhard, uh, Barnhart, Bernhardt. Excuse me. He is the converted lacrosse player. He is the quote-unquote Heisman Trophy winner of lacrosse that is trying to find his way on an NFL team. I thought he played well, and I thought he did a good job of getting open, making some big catches you know, for this team. He's a guy that's going to be interesting, especially in this final preseason game where you want to see some guys who are right on the edge of making the squad. And remember, today, this afternoon, the Falcons have to get down to 80 players. So they have to go from 85 down to 80 here by this afternoon. And then come a week from now, they're going to have to get themselves down to the 53-man roster. So Bernhardt is going to be an interesting guy as to whether or not he can make the team as a wide receiver. I think he'll find a spot on this team because, look, they need all the wide receiver help that they can get out there, right? was frustrating to see the Falcons blow the lead and let the game slip away because, you know, again, we've talked about changing up the culture. And the fact that they gave up 21 points in the second half and our offense couldn't do anything, you get beat 21 nothing in the second half, even if it's against backups and scrubs and things like that. Yeah, you know, that kind of that was that was frustrating. That that was a little bit bothersome to me, you know. So I'm gonna be interested to see this final preseason game, how much emphasis they put on still trying to win. I understand they've got the joint practices, they had that with the Jets and by all accounts, things didn't always go well for the Falcons at the joint practices. Let's see how they go this week when you're back at home, right? Your final, you know, preseason game will be on Saturday afternoon. You'll be, at, you know, at home. Jacksonville's coming in to do some practices and things like that. 
But I did think that Desmond Ritter was outstanding last night. I thought Mariota and Desmond Ritter both were outstanding in the game last night. Ritter went 10 for 13 for 143 yards. Uh, Mariota was 6 for 10 for 132 yards. So you get 11 yards per attempt and 13.2 yards per attempt in a game. Your quarterbacks are doing some work uh, out there. You can't ask for a whole lot better than that. Like I said, the running game, and especially at times our offensive line, was eh, a little bit shaky. And for a team that looks like it's going to try to be a power running team, you want to see a little bit more out of all of that. So this final preseason game, again, I don't know how much our starters are going to play. This is going to be kind of a showcase of if you're on the bubble for making the roster, you're going to have to, you know, ball out in this final preseason game because I don't expect to see, you know, we know Mariota, Ritter, everybody like that is set, you know, out there. But their wide receiver group, some of their other tight ends, the guy who finished up at quarterback last night, I'm starting to have some doubts about him and certainly watching our defensive line too. You know, I thought the interior defensive line that we were looking at, that was, yeah, that was good at times and at some other times, again, couldn't put consistent pressure on the quarterback. But for what it was, I was hoping for a win. I thought with the way they played early on, we'd get the victory out of all of it. But we didn't find a way to get it done. But overall, not bad. I don't think it's good as the first preseason game. So we'll see what happens in this final game. All right, when we come back, one guy who might be on the bubble didn't do a whole lot to help his case last night, at least from playing quarterback, right? We'll talk about that next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Welcome back into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked on Sports Atlanta in the search browser. Leave us a comment there. Free and available also on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Download us for free. Leave us a five-star review. And, of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Well, one guy last night for the Falcons who I did not think played well was Felipe Franks. And it did become pretty much painfully obvious last night that if he can't figure out a way to convert to tight end and play an effective role as a tight end, he's got no spot on this team. Now, look. In the NFL today, teams, because I had some people tweeting me about, you know, his ability as a quarterback. Teams don't care about third quarterbacks. I mean, if, if you're an NFL team is not putting in much time and investment or capital or anything into a third string quarterback, an emergency quarterback, because you get to that point in the NFL, you're going to you're going to get crushed. I mean, you're playing all of the I mean, when you talk about you can't even barely find a guy to be a backup quarterback in the league nowadays when you get to third quarterbacks emergency quarterbacks you know you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel and the sludge that's out there last night franks in the game was two for six for eight yards and that drive where <clears throat> they had a chance when they were first in goal from the five yard line first off that drive really frustrated me because they threw it three times um didn't see a running play um, and then Franks scrambled out at the end and just uh, threw it away. Anyway, that, that uh, well, yeah, I, uh, first and goal from the five, you'd like to see the Falcons line up and try to run it at somebody, but we didn't. Okay. So you're trying to get Franks going and things like that, but you saw just the passes. I mean, he's not anywhere near, he doesn't give his guys a chance to catch or anything like that. And I understand he was a pretty good quarterback in college, but he was also very underwhelming. He was a guy that never really lived up to his hype and build coming out of high school into college. You saw last night, he can't be a quarterback in the NFL. 
And, and I'm cool with the idea of what he's embraced, right? Again, as Steve Weiss said to me, you know, he did what Tim Tebow wouldn't do, and that's embrace changing positions. <clears throat> and he has done some good things in training camp. If you've watched him at camp and you've watched him in practice, he's done some good things in the tight end position. I'm not saying that he's going to knock Kyle Pitts off or he's going to remind you of, you know, one of the top t tight ends. You know, he's got, not going to remind you of Ketlin Winslow in his prime or anything like that. But he has done some good things, enough where you think that, okay, he can grasp what we're doing. Can we get him in the offense? But you saw last night, you know, playing quarterback, and I really don't understand why they didn't play Ritter more. And, and I know injury and things like that, but that's you, you can get hurt just as easily in the in the co-practices as you can in the game last night. I would have liked to see Ritter play even more, you know, considering how well that he played, let him continue to build off of all of that. But where I thought Franks was pretty much, you know, close to being pretty well set on making the 53-man roster, I'm not as convinced right now that he's going to be a part of all of it. And he's probably going to have to show <clears throat> some more pass-catching ability. They're certainly not going to line him up on the outside and let him be a blocking uh, tight end. You did see his running ability last night, you know. But again, you don't want your quarterbacks tucking it and running it and doing all that kind of crazy stuff because you ain't going to be a quarterback for very long in this league if your idea is to tuck it and run it. I don't care how big you are, how physical, how tough you are. This is not a league where you're going to survive very long by just putting the ball under your arm and just taking off like you're a fullback out there. So whereas I thought that Frank's, you know, earlier on was pretty much a lock, now I wonder about whether or not when you start having to get down to 53 guys, is he a guy that's going to make this roster or is he going to be another practice squad player? Now we'll talk more about this here in just a minute. But first, let me talk about my folks over at BetOnline, BetOnline.net is your handiest, easiest website source to get all of your sports wagering information. Look, football season is cranked up, full go. We're headed toward final preseason week. We're headed toward the regular season. Guess what else we have this weekend? We've got college foosball coming up this weekend. So we are full bore into football season, and not to mention that we are full bore into baseball pennant season. This is divisional races time. A lot of divisional races out there. Braves right now, obviously, we're going to talk about them coming up in the next segment. They're playing the Pirates right now. A lot of great things to bet on. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your e-betting sports uh, scores, sports wagering information, podcasts. Everything is right there on your mobile device. BetOnline.net. Check them out today. Head over there. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. So, look. Do I want to see Franks at quarterback in the third preseason game? No. And I'll tell you why. Because he ain't going to make the team off of anything that he's going to do at quarterback. And I also understand they don't have any other options. They decided not to bring another quarterback into the fold. So you've got Mariota, Ritter, and Franks. So probably out of necessity, he's going to have to play in that third preseason game, especially if you decide not to put Mariota in which I could absolutely see them not playing Mariota, and you give Desmond Ritter a whole bunch of time, then you mop up with Franks. This is where I like to have had one more arm in camp because I need to see Franks running with Ritter and that group of number twos and see if he can actually be a tight end. Can you get him involved in the passing game? Can you dial up a play where he can help you, you know, make a catch or be a part of the offense? And we saw some of that, you know, being up at training camp, Saw some of that, saw some of him in the mix, 
you know, I thought they tried to get him involved in the first game offensively. And maybe part of that was knowing that he was going to play quarterback last night, that they didn't get him really involved in the offense. But he's going to be one of those guys that is going to be right on the border as to whether or not he's going to make the 53-man roster. And again, remember, when you head to the practice squad, you know, you can be poached. I don't know how much value that Felipe Franks really has, but he didn't do himself a whole lot of favors last night in, in playing quarterback out there. So the Jacksonville game on Saturday, I know he's probably going to have to play some quarterback, but I really hope that they try to get some focus on him in the offense. And I'm not saying you got to feature him and he's a number one tight end or anything like that, but I want to see them dial up some plays. If you're going to take up a roster spot, if you're going to be on the 53-man roster spot, and this is where I go back to the, the, the godfather of coaching for me, Bill Parcells, that you can't just give away roster spots. If I can improve my 53rd player, I go out and I improve my 53rd player. I improve my roster constantly out there. Something tells me that when all is said and done, that the numbers, the way they're going to work out, with Frisker making a couple catches last night, Parker Hesse is your number two tight end. Pitts is your number one tight end. I think we're going to end up seeing Felipe Franks heading to the practice squad, which is not a bad thing. You know, you know that you, you have him there. And I don't know, again, that a team is necessarily going to grab him. But I want to see him in this final preseason game try to get in the flow of the offense a little bit. You know, give him a couple of opportunities in the pass catching game and see if he can do any of that. Because if he can't, then he's going to be a practice squad player at best. All right, when we come back, Jake Odorizzi, get another start. He pitched well last night. How much borrowed time is he on? We'll talk about that next. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Welcome back into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com. Put Locked on Sports Atlanta in your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review there as well. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Well, listen, in the mix of uh, all of the Falcons news uh, and watching the game last night, the Braves did a nice job last night of winning a baseball game where coming off of a big weekend against the Mets and a big weekend against the, the Houston Astros, I should say a big week uh, overall where – you took three out of four from the New York Mets, and you took two out of three from the Astros. Would have been very easy last night to go on the road and maybe stub your toe against a pig slop, awful, pawn scum, low-life, dirt bag, flea bag, jabroni organization like the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates now, by the way, are 47-75 and 75 on the season. What a disgraceful organization that they are. But... In a game last night where you didn't get a whole ton of things cranked up offensively, the Braves only ended up last night with four hits in the game, but they got the key hit. Michael Harris last night hits the home run. He had Contreras on. And Jake Odorizzi, you know, for a guy who, say what you will, but was probably headed toward, you know, DFA, if you will, he had his best outing as an Atlanta Brave last night. Six innings with just four hits, an earned run, seven strikeouts, and no walks. And look, here's the thing. They need Odorizzi if he can be competent. And I like the trade when they brought him over. I thought he did some good things with Houston. I like bringing him in the mix to be an extra starter for this team. But 
obviously right now it's not been you know very good he did say that he worked on some things in his last start remember we had the the rain delays and things like that he said he did work on some things in fact he was talking about standing in front of a mirror and working on some of his motion and stuff like that so maybe he got some things figured out which is only good news because you don't want to feel like that you have to rush mike soroka back and i know everybody is super excited he made the start up in rome where he blew away a whole bunch of guys i expect mike soroka who three years ago or whatever had the best adjusted ERA in all of Major League Baseball. So he was baffling hitters at the Major League level. I expect him to baffle single A hitters out there. And, you know, the Gwinnett start was, you know, a little bit shakier. But again, nothing to get, you know, too worked up about. But you don't want to feel like, because Oda Rizzi can't get anything done, that you have to hurry Mike Soroka back and get him pushed back in the mix of being able to give you some starts, right? You know, especially coming down the stretch here. You're going to play a lot of flea bag teams the rest of the way. You look at the Braves' schedule with the Pirates and the Rockies and the Marlins and the Nationals and all these teams. There's a lot of dirt bag, flea bag teams that are out there right now that the Braves are going to load up. Wait, go look at the Mets' schedule. The Mets play like half their games are against teams that are like 15 games below 500. So we're really getting into where there's a lot of dirt bag, flea bag teams that you don't have to be Cy Young going out there, but you got to be competent. And if Oda Rizzi can just be competent, you know, again, I don't know if he's going to make the playoff roster, things like that. I'm not even worried about that right now at this point. But what I want to be able to do is have a guy who can be at the back end of my starting rotation where I don't feel like I have to rush a young guy up, where I don't feel like I have to rush Mike Soroka to get back. You let Soroka get back on his timetable, right? Yeah, I understand. Everybody wants to see him pitch, and everybody wants him back, and he's been gone, and all this, that, and the other. But I'd much rather play the long game and be overly cautious with Mike Soroka, given the fact of what I've seen the last two years, right? I'd much rather we take our time, slow work our way into Soroka, rather than just throw him out there because somebody like Oda Rizzi is not very good. And at least Oda Rizzi kept the ball in the ballpark last night. That's certainly better than some of his other starts, you know, out there. But this was important if Oda Rizzi can just get himself on track. Like I said, I don't need him to be, you know, Greg Maddox in his prime. I need him to just be competent for the role that's being asked of him. Now, we'll talk more about this here in just a second. But first, let me talk about my friends over at Coffee AM. You know how much I love these folks drinking their coffee every single morning. Listen, I just had to go grab me a cup of their brew that uh, I had over there, make me another pot this morning. Coffee AM, coffeeam.com is the place to go. You need K-cups, you need organic coffee, you want flavored coffee, you need some teas, you want a mug, whatever it is that you need, they've got it over at coffeeam.com. And here's what we got going on. So I want you to head to coffeeam.com backslash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. When you get there, check out their wide extensive menu of coffees, teas, the gift sets that they have, everything that's available to you there, and put together that first order. And when you get that first order all put together and you get to the checkout, put the coupon code locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on, put that coupon code in at checkout. You get 15% off that first order you make of whatever coffees, teas, gift sets, whatever it is that you find available to you there. Put that coupon code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for 15% off of your order. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. 
right here in Georgia, up in the Canton area. You're not going to go wrong with these folks. But last night was an important start for Oda Rizzi to not feel like you have to push the panic button, find somebody else to fill in, get Mike Soroka back on a faster track or anything like that. You just needed a confident start. And he gave that to you. And I understand, well, it's the Pirates. I understand. But I don't care if it's the Pirates. I don't care if it's the Myrtle Beach, you know, um, whatever, Dolphins. I don't care who it is that he pitches against. I just need him to be competent. And I need him to be a guy that did some good things in Houston. Can he translate that over to here? Can he keep the ball in the ballpark and give my offense a chance? And he did that last night where you saw Michael Harris again, who's just, what a year Michael Harris has had. At some point, we're going to look back at this at this season for Michael Harris and realize that the, the Braves got a massive steal in that contract as it is already. And, and if he's a gold glove caliber center fielder like he is right now, he's already worth $9 million. But another big clutch hit last night. But I thought last night was important from Oda Rizzi's standpoint, from the standpoint of not stubbing your toe. Because, look, the Mets lost last night, so you picked up a game. Remember, the Braves are still in second place in the division. They're, they're not sitting in first place and can just coast all the way through. They have to do a little bit of scoreboard watching. You've got three left with the Mets, but you want to make sure that you're within striking distance when you get to that series. Doesn't do you a whole lot of good to be five back of the Mets with three games to play when you get to them, right? So you got to do a little bit of scoreboard watching. But most importantly is, and the Braves have done this this year, handle your business against these low-life, dirtbag, fleabag, pawn scum organizations. And there are a lot of those games that are left. Again, look at the Braves. They got the Rockies. They got the Marlins coming up. Yeah, they got to go to St. Louis. You know, they got the St. Louis Cardinals coming up. Okay. You know, but again, the St. Louis Cardinals aren't the end-all, be-all. That's a two-team, you know, that's a two-hitter two lineup. I mean, if you get through Goldschmidt and Arenado, they ain't done a whole lot offensively besides that. They ain't been all, all that good. And I know Pujols is, you know, at 85 years old is hitting – you know, some home runs, and he's trying to track down uh, A-Rod to be fourth all-time on the list, and okay, whatever. He's 109 years old, okay? He can't he can't run from, you know, can't run from home plate to second base, I mean, unless he gets, you know, one of those hover rounds to to get on. Love Albert Pujols, but, you know, he's, he's at the end of the line. So, yeah, you've got a little bit, you know, you've got a few tough games. I think the Phillies are going to be a tough out. They're working on trying to get Bryce Harper back. But last night was important for Oda Rizzi to find a way to get it done, keep the Braves in it, and not stink up the joint against the low-life Pirates. All right, well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuckery your first listen every day. Make A to Z with Mark Zinno your second listen every day. Mark's back talking all things Atlanta sports. You can check him out on our YouTube page at Locked on Sports Atlanta. And check him out for free. He's available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Give us a follow there, leave us a five-star review, and then follow me on my Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. It's been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta.